Pastor Study here on WHOV 88.1 FM. Pastor Kevin Swan in studio. Glad you're listening to us on another Tuesday afternoon. It's a little rainy outside, but that's all right. We're glad to be back. Took last week off. Uh, had to go and take care of some business for seminary, and uh, we're back this week. And uh, we're glad you're listening with us on this Tuesday edition of the Pastor Study. Uh, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, this show is designed to uh, discuss relevant issues that affect our community. Uh, from a pastoral perspective, the pastor study is the place where people, where the pastors go to hear from the Lord, to talk about issues and, and to devise strategies and a game plan for how to share things with the congregation and the community at large. And so, again, uh, our show is designed to do just that, but we have you involved in the process. So we always invite call-ins. We always invite you to come and, and to share your thoughts with us. And uh, certainly uh, this show today, we promise to have a good time, as we always do. Uh, we want to, first of all, invite you this week at uh, Ivy Baptist Church in uh, Newport News, uh, the church where I pastor, 50 Maple Avenue in Newport News. Uh, we invite you out. We're in our spring revival. We started last night. Uh, we have Reverend Jeffrey Reeves who is the pastor of Good Shepherd Baptist Church in Petersburg, Virginia, also man of God, came down last night and blessed us real good. And uh, he'll be with us tonight and tomorrow night as well. Service time starts at 7 p.m. And, uh, again, we want you to come on out and, and be blessed. Uh, again, Pastor Jeffrey Reeves of Good Shepherd Baptist Church out of Petersburg, Virginia, will be with us uh, tonight and also tomorrow night as we finish out our spring revival. For more information, certainly you can contact our church office, 244-8165. That number, again, is 244-8165. And, uh, again, we encourage you to come on out and be a part of our spring revival at Ivy Baptist Church. Uh, once again, also, uh, we want to let you know uh, about Kevin Swan Ministries and, and how uh, the ministry, you can certainly be a part of what God is doing uh, within uh, that ministry. Uh, we also uh, tape our shows, and so if you want to, to listen to the broadcast after today or during the week, uh, you can go to www.kevinswan.org, K-E-V-I-N-S-W-A-N-N, Dot org, and uh, you can click on the media link, and on the media link you can listen to all of the previous shows that we've done. You can look at all of the topics that we have discussed. Uh, we talk about a wide range of issues and things, and so hopefully if you want to do that, you can click on. Also, uh, there's a daily devotional list uh, that I send out, an uh, inspirational message every day via email. Or you can receive it on your phone if you have uh, email capability on your phone. And if you want to receive uh, an email uh, every day, just kind of getting your day started, help you be blessed in the Lord, uh, you can certainly visit the website as well. On the home page, there is a link on the top right-hand corner that says join our mailing list. We encourage you to do so, uh, to join the mailing list and uh, be a part of what God is doing uh, through the Internet and cyberspace that the Word of God is going forth. We do have that technology now. Uh, God has given us the mandate going to all the world proclaiming the gospel, and uh, we're attempting to do just that through the use of Internet uh, and what what is happening there. So once again, if you want to listen to the previous broadcast, or if you want to sign up for our daily devotional list, you can go to www.kevinswan.com. 
org for more information. We have with us in the studio Pastor John Young, pastor of Empower Believers Christian Learning Center. And, you know, he was on a vacation, also had a good time and uh, celebrated a little bit, 10-year anniversary. Pastor Young, how you doing today, man? I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed. Glad to be back in the area. I'm about three shades darker. And uh, and uh, I am just excited to be uh, uh, back with you. And uh, and I enjoyed myself uh, on our tenth anniversary. We took a cruise and enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, you do look a little. You do look a little darker there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right, man. You you look good, man. Glad glad you had a good trip and everything. You you gonna tell us where you went, man? Yeah, is, that, is that we, a secret? Oh, well, we went to the Bahamas. We went to the Bahamas, and uh, I am I am. Uh, uh, not embarrassed to say that I still look cool enough for some people to come up and try to offer me some bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that alone. I didn't take it, preacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> Because no matter where you go, you understand there's a call on your life. Yes, sir. Yes, you know sir. People, Even in the Bahamas. People always are watching. Man, I tell you, we, my wife and I went on a cruise, man. And, and believe it or not, man, we were on the boat and ran into some people who were on another boat that knew us. And so, you know, no matter no matter where you go, man, people people going to see you and recognize you, man. So hopefully you had a good time, man. And, I did. Uh, it was good seeing you last night also. And so... Uh, so, so once again, it's good, good talking to you as well. So we have with us, uh, before we get into our topic for today, we, we have with us uh, on the line a legendary composer, uh, uh, Mr. Roland Carter. And uh, Mr. Carter is going to uh, be with us on Thursday, May 7th, beginning at 7 o'clock p.m. in Ogden Hall. Uh, and they're going to be doing a concert uh, that will help support the new cafeteria. It's going to benefit the new cafeteria. And so we say, Mr. Carter, how are you today? I'm wonderfully well, Kevin. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, it's glad to have you on the show today. Thank and uh, for for those who may not be familiar with uh, the benefit and what you're attempting to do, why don't you share with the listening audience what Thursday is all about? Well, Thursday night is a benefit concert uh, presented by the National Hampton Alumni Association featuring four distinguished alumni and uh, the uh, Crusaders Male Chorus of Hampton. Uh, Actually, it's an honor for me because I'm associated with, I, I taught all the other performers, and I used to direct the male chorus when I was here in Hampton. So uh, it's really a very special event for me. Omar, Omar Dickinson, the son of Nobel Dickinson, will be performing. Uh, he's from Hampton, of course, and Royce L. Dillon will be performing, and as will Joan McMillan and myself, along with the chorus. It sounds like it's going to be an outstanding evening, and again, all of the proceeds from this event will go to support the uh, new cafeteria campaign. Yes, we've set a $25,000 goal for this uh, event. Hopefully we'll make it and uh, for the uh, new dining facility. Absolutely, and for those who are wondering, tickets are $22, and again, mm -hmm. all of the proceeds will go uh, toward the new cafeteria. Mr. Carter, can you kind of explain how this all came about? Uh, you know, uh, who kind of... You know, well, how... actually, Joan Wickham, uh, Joan McMillan Wickham, uh, kind of Miss Alonza Hampton. Uh, she is Lady J, I think we call her. Yes, yes, uh, we do. Just, just in charge of everything and takes over everything, but very pleasantly so. She's so very committed to Hampton. 
and she wanted to do this event. Since this is uh, alumni weekend also in, in connection with commencement, so it will attract a lot of alumni. And actually, I must say, this is my 45th class reunion also this year. Well, that is wonderful. Congratulations on that as well. And uh, certainly I know that uh, this Thursday will be an exciting time. As you said, commencement weekend is upon us, Mother's Day, all the all the things. And so this will be a wonderful way to start off the weekend uh, here, here on the campus. And so once again, for people that are listening, uh, uh, please again share who will be a part of it, uh, what you plan on doing, how will the flow of the uh, concert okay, be? Okay, the, the concert, actually, Dr. Sheila May will be the mistress of ceremony, uh, who is head of the Department of Music here and uh, the program will all, uh, begin with a couple of selections by Joan uh, singing uh, She's a Lyric Soprano, and then Omar Dickinson will perform on piano, uh, and then uh, Roysel Dillard, the talented choir director will, uh, and vocalist, will sing also, and then I will perform on piano, and we will end the night with the Crusaders, and all of us will do a finale. Uh, Jesus Christ is the way, the old Edwin Hawkins tune, and uh, all everybody participating in the finale. Well, again, it sounds like it's going to be an outstanding evening. And again, tickets are twenty-two dollars. All of the proceeds from the event will go toward the new cafeteria. Uh, the benefit that would that's being done on Thursday. If you are interested in purchasing a ticket, you can go to the Hampton University Convocation Center box office, or you can visit any Ticketmaster location. And for more information, you can contact 728-6800. Once again, that number is 728-6800. And, uh, Mr. Carter, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so very much for allowing, allowing and giving us the time to Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. And we certainly wish you much success on Thursday evening. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. You have a good day. Uh, Again, that was Mr. Roland Carter, who is a legendary composer and uh, will be doing a benefit on this Thursday uh, in support of the new cafeteria here on the campus of Hampton University. We're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to jump into our question of the day. Uh, Pastor Young, you know that uh, Mama's Day is coming up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and we need to make sure that we get Mama's Day taken care of. Uh-huh. But from a pastoral perspective, we're going to talk about parenting uh, in this generation. How, how do you think parenting has changed from how we were raised, maybe how our parents were raised, to, to how we see mothers and, and just parenting in general? How, yeah. how, how has it changed? You don't have to answer that now. We, we want to throw that out. And uh, any suggestions and tips on what we need to do as pastors to encourage better parenting for our children? That might take two hours. <laughs> but we're going to try to do it in an hour if we can. And as always, we offer you to call in and offer your opinion, 727-5407-727-5711. How has parenting changed over the years and is it been for the better or for the worse? And what do we need to do to make sure from a pastor's perspective that we are fostering and encouraging good Christian parenting versus secular parenting and all that kind of thing? We'll talk about that on the other side of the break here on WHOV 88.1 FM. Are you looking for- hey, we're back on the pastor study here on WHOV. 
88.1 FM, Pastor Kevin Swan in studio with Pastor Young, who is with us. And we're also glad to have with us Miss Lauren, who is a student here at Hampton University. We might hear from her later on in the show. She's helping us out with the phones. Let me tell you something. The Lord knows what you need and always sends help in the right time. Amen. Am I right, Pastor? Yes, sir. You got an amen over here. Because Lord knows we need somebody on these phones doing the show. Well. (laughs) (laughs) If you're just tuning in, uh, we're going to get into our question of the day today. Pastor Young, we we raised it uh, before we went on the break. And the topic of the day is, you know, Mother's Day is coming up this Sunday. And, you know, Mother's Day typically far, far is greater than Father's Day. Let me start there. I agree. You agree to that? I agree to that. And, and you know, typically for churches, one of the three biggest days of, of seeing people is Christmas time, then there's Mother's Day. CME. CME. That's right. So, <laughs> so, so you know you're probably going to have a, a, a huge or a larger than normal crowd on, on Sunday. So, so first of all, uh, mom, you, have you gotten, are you straight with mom? You, you, My mom's in Houston, uh, right now. And so, um, you know, she can't, uh, get this, uh, live, but you know, um, if, uh, if she can put down her eight track and get over <laughs> to the, you can't uh, call your mom out like I'm that. I'm sorry, man. man. My mom's is old school, bro. <laughs> <laughs> She might not have an A-track anymore, man. Man, my mom got a reel-to-reel, and she's listening to the stylistics as we speak. Okay? That's Mom Dukes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go, go ahead, man. Go ahead. This your, this your time. Give Mom a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if I can get her to find a computer and figure out, you know, what the Internet is, uh, I want her to know that she has a son here in Virginia that loves her very much. Never mind the fact that um, my uh, wife's mom, Margaret uh uh, she she is not just a mother-in-law to me. She is a mother to me. And, and as much as uh, I have a biological mother, I couldn't be loved any more by, uh, by my wife's mom than my very own mother. So I want to say happy Mother's Day as well to Margaret Saunders. You try to get some points, man. You know, I got to get in where I fit in, bro, you know. You try, you, but that's good. You, you better jump on there. Well, I'm, I'm about you, to. Go for it. I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. Get, get your points in while you can. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely right. But uh, absolutely, yeah, my mom is actually, I don't know if you know this past year, my mom is uh, Director of Alumni Affairs here on the campus get out of, here. of Hampton. Yes, Mildred Swan. Uh, and Swan. so since I'm an only child, my mom and I, my dad uh, would work. Uh, he would work nights. Uh, and so my mom and I were very close and still are very close. And so, Mom, I want to wish you an early Happy Mother's Day. Love you very much. Thank you for all of the uh, words of encouragement and support. And most of all, I didn't get spankings. I don't know about you, Pastor. I got I got uh, beaten. Yeah, I was beat down myself. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. We, we can't say that today. But, but uh, you know, Mom, Ma Dukes did not mind. <laughs> she did not hesitate. Did she did she throw stuff? Was she a thrower? <laughs> no, yeah. she wanted to throw it. My mom had but, the boomerang shoe. <laughs> but yeah. but she would snatch you up. Okay. You know, she would do a rapture on you. Okay. <laughs> she, she would snatch you up, pinch you. Okay. You know, right. get the belt out. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff, yeah. man. And so but now I look back on it and I'm thankful <laughs> for the correction. I'm, I'm thankful Hallelujah. for the correction. Yeah. So so mom, I thank you. I love you dearly. 
and uh, we'll be doing something special uh, for you on Sunday after graduation. She'll be at the uh, graduation. But then, you know, again, like you, I have a I have a mother-in-law that's like a mother to me, Phyllis Dunlap, who's in Richmond, Virginia, uh, who also looks after me and takes care of me as if uh, I'm her very own son. And because she has two daughters and she doesn't have any sons, then, you know, that makes me, by default, the son she never had. So... <laughs> Every time I go up there, she takes care of me. So right. I'm, I'm happy about it. So Phyllis right. Dunlap in Richmond and Mildred Swan here in Hampton. Happy Mother's Day. We love you much. So question of the day, Pastor, as we're talking about Mother's Day and, you know, never mind the gifts and all those kinds of things. Can we say, and I'm sure we can, but, you know, how has parenting in your estimation changed over the years from maybe how we were raised, maybe how our parents were raised, to maybe even how we pa- how we parent and, and maybe how we see other people parent. How do you think it's changed over the years? Yeah, I I, I mentioned while we were um, on the break, and I'd like our listening audience to, to chime in on this if they can, that, um, you know, I believe we've sort of put down uh, the belts and uh, started putting people in time out. Uh, and, and I think that there are obviously some strengths and weaknesses to that. Um, but the Bible says that we should train up a child in the way that it should go. Now, one scripture that I believe is underquoted is when the Bible says that foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, and the rod, did I say rod? The rod. Will drive it far far from from him. him. All right? So that's biblical, bro. I mean, you know, I mean, we we probably shouldn't say beat our kids, but uh, we should should discipline them fervently. (laughs) (laughs) So you you think that the major shift is in the fact that parents today no longer— correctively measure their children. Right. Say that. Right, right. Like, like we were. That's right. You know, I think that there has to be, it can't be the first or only option, mom, if you're listening, um, <laughs> but beat me first and then, but I'm sorry, I just had a flashback. Yeah, I know that's true. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I believe how it's affected um, my personal parenting style is that, you know, obviously it's still a part of the repertoire. You know, I just can't get them in the store. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it in public. Right. But and I got this look that reminds them that they got to go home with me, and I'm going to get them. You that's know? right, when I'm they sorry. get home. So, so let me, yeah, pray for me. I'm sorry. Don't, don't get a flashback. Okay. <laughs> but, but let me ask you. So, obviously, child protective services and other things, you know, in school now, they're taught and aware of these certain things. Do you think that that has had the impact of why perhaps parents, because I'm going to tell you, you know, I said this before in the show, you know, my son is five. He came home one day and basically said, you know, you can do this, this, and this, <laughs> but you can't do this to me. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, man, you must be out your mind. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, do you think that that causes parents to, to hesitate disciplining their children that way because maybe they feel like the children, you know, know what they can and can't do? Well, you know, I, I, I really believe that the ones that are, are well-versed on what CPS is all about, there, there is no law against disciplining your child physically. Um, now, I do believe that we shouldn't discipline our child when, when, I, when we are angry. Um, and, and because I do believe that there are people that get out of hand and begin to abuse their children. And so um, I don't want to knock uh, CPS because I do believe there has to be a, a system of checks and balances. I, and I agree to that, but you know, do you think that some some parents are paralyzed by that fact? Maybe fearful of if I go there, then they might go to school and tell the teacher what happened, and then something you know negative could happen that could go beyond what I'm trying to do in the moment. 
Right. And, and, and again, I believe the ones who aren't really versed on who CPS is, they probably are gun shy. But, you know, um, I, I wouldn't have a problem uh, uh, disciplining my child with CPS sitting right there. Because, know you know, when, right. when you de- when you discipline your child in love, you know, um, it, it's it's a necessary evil. Um, but, you know, I, I can remember how parents said this is going to hurt me more than it hurt you. Right. I'm still not convinced that was the case, <laughs> you know, but I understand what they mean now because, you know, like, like, you know, like your son, my children are cute, you know, yeah, they're cute. And they say, you know, my daughter says, daddy, you're breaking my heart. Yeah. You know, that, that hurts. It hurts. Did but you, you still got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. You still got to get it. You got to get it. You got to get it. And, and we want to hear from you all. 727-5407-727-5711 in honor of Mother's Day. You know, we're talking about parenting. How has it changed from maybe how you were raised, how your parents were raised. Maybe you are a parent now. Do you parent the same way that your parents did it for you? Uh, have the times changed? You know, what are we doing differently? And is that a good or bad thing? So you're saying that because there is a lack of discipline in that regard, right? do you think parenting has gotten better or worse? I think parenting has decayed um, uh, somewhat. Now, now, granted, um, I don't like to use absolutes and say that that all parenting has decayed. But by and large, I do believe that, you know, you see things happening now where parents and uh, I'm sure you may have seen this past this one where parents are interacting with their kids where we would be kind of getting up off the floor. Right. If if we said something like that. Right. You know, but now parents are treating their kids like they're their brothers or sisters or their their you know their equals or something, and and you know kids have have come to the point where they are ruling the 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 hen house because the parent chooses to want to be in the role of friend, right, instead of in the role of parent. Absolutely, and I I I, I want to emphasize that I think that we should have. A, a a more than a one-dimensional relationship with our children. I don't think we should just be parents. You know, I think that we should be someone that they can connect with like they would a friend without losing the respect of being a parent. Because, you know, let's face it, you know, I'm I'm about to turn 40, and there's still to this day things I won't tell my mama that I would tell my friend. <laughs> you know, pray right, for me. right. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That. But, you know, again, so how then... Or, or how do we then, as as pastors, encourage? Do should we encourage parents to to discipline children in the way that we are suggesting that we do it? Because I I mean I still discipline my children. I, I'm you know look, you get them. I get them. All right, all right. <laughs> now I don't have to get my daughter as much because with her one look and she'll start crying. Well, it's, it's just the opposite with me because my son, you know, he doesn't want to disappoint daddy. And Man. if I just look at him he and, and let him know he disappoints me, you know, I see crocodile tears. But my daughter, if I just say, Rachel, you disappointed me, she'd be like, whatever. Yeah, right. I mean, that's, <laughs> and that's how my son is. You yeah. know, he, he looks at me. Yeah, I did wrong. All right, whatever. You know, and I'm going to move on. So, but, but again, should, should we, should we as pastors then encourage that, that kind of uh, behavior when it comes to parenting as far as the discipline, disciplining of the children? Should that be something that we openly promote or should that just be something that we say this is our own personal style of raising children? Well, you know, um, Pastor Ray Johnson just stepped in the studio and he has the <laughs> tribe, okay? This brother can take the city 
with all his cheering. I mean, I think that he's got to roll like 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 twenty deep with with a caravan of cars when he goes somewhere, you know. So I think we should defer to this expert because we know he knows how to create children. So he has a quip. He has been fruitful. He has a quip and multiplied <laughs> the earth. <laughs> he has done his assignment. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Pastor Ray. Pastor Young, <laughs> thank you for introducing Pastor Chuck. How you doing, man? God bless you, sir. Have you heard the conversation? I've so heard far? the conversation. So, yes, so the question is, how has parenting changed uh, since maybe you were raised, or maybe mm-hmm. how you you saw your parents raised, or whatever the case might be? What what has been what has been the difference? Well, I, I, I heard I, I heard the discussion this morning, and I'm telling you, I, I agree with uh, Pastor Young wholeheartedly, and I agree with yourself that uh, we aren't disciplining our children in terms of the rod anymore, uh, as we should be. Uh, because of some of the CPS issues, those are very, very real. Okay, so... Not so, the case in my house, but... Uh, <laughs> so so you're pro-spanking or are you pro-beating? I, be- <laughs> I believe you use the word measuring. <laughs> or corrective measure. I'm going to use the word corrective okay, measure. Yes, sir. I have four children. You have so, four. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the building with you all on this one. And right you now. correctively measure... And take care of the four children. I have to do it all. Uh, some of the time. Sometimes I'll defer to my wife because I have female children. So okay, uh, but it's done. It's done. And you think, like like Pastor Young, one of the challenges of parenting today is that many parents don't do that anymore. Don't do it anymore, and uh, may be afraid of not may not be well versed on the on what they can and cannot do. Uh, in regards to what CPS has to say to this. They can just ask Pastor Swan's son. He's <laughs> <laughs> real educated. He, real he know it. <laughs> so so are you telling me that we really believe that CPS has that kind of influence on on it parents is, and homes? You, it, you really believe that? It has been so propagated to the point where there are some parents who are afraid to discipline their children. Now, you said propagated, man. Hold on, man. I'm sorry. Man, we told you, man, on this show. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. You cannot use a word with three or I'm more sorry. syllables. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be two syllables or less. <laughs> I don't know what propagated Media spin. <laughs> man, look here, man. You got to help me out, man. I'm simple, man. Just to, I don't know what propagated. With a straight face. He said it's, propagated. Now, what? Now, now tell us in in in, in media spin in pookie terms. In pookie terms, is it's too much going on in the paper. Okay, I can understand. Nah, that. Yeah. All right, and so that that's what's causing people not to want to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. We we have uh, Rob on the air. I think if we can catch it. Let me see if I'm doing this right. Rob, are you there? I am here. What's going on, man? Not much. It's raining up here again. Yeah, it's raining here as, as well, man. And uh, good, good to have you on the show. Uh, I don't know how much you've been listening to, but but the question that we've been raising enough to know that y'all don't know what propagate means. <laughs> <laughs> doctors and ministers with doctoral degrees. What in the world? Look, man, because you know how past. You know we make up words, man. So sometimes <laughs> we make up the definition. No, nah, man. Now nah, on this show, it's for the people, not for the past. So we want to make sure that three syllables. No, we we do two syllables or less. So, you, so what you're saying is the people don't know what propagate means, which means. Do you know what it means? You, you you dumbing down America now. No, I'm not dumbing down America. <laughs> That's how Jesus preached. He used simple terms, simple everyday word. language. When Bush was president, we couldn't use words to propagate. <laughs> Obama is president. We can use propagate. Okay, well, we're not going to use them here. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rob, listen, let me ask you, man. You know, we've talked about this when you when you were with us, man, but... In your estimation, do you agree with Pastor Young and Pastor Johnson? They're saying that one of the major trends and changes in our country as far as parenting is concerned is that parents no longer 
uh, we're going to say on the air, correctively <laughs> measure or discipline their children using uh, uh, a force that is uh, beyond the hand, maybe a belt or, or some other means. Do, do you agree with that, Rob? I, I believe that, yes, I believe that. I believe in the power of the belt. I believe in the power of the extension cord. I believe in the power of a book flying through the air. I believe in running your kids over if they don't act right. I believe in beating your kids. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Beat your children. Beat them to the beat of a song if you got to, but beat them. They, it is what is the problem with this country right now is not enough of us beating our to kids. To the beat of a song? Uh, I so emphatically I believe that. I mean, I have a sister-in-law now. She doesn't believe in disciplining her children. And uh, it, it was funny. She wanted us to be the uh, kids' guardians if, in the event that she and her husband would come, you know, would they have an untimely death. And uh, one of the reasons she called us was that she wanted to make sure we understood that we couldn't beat her kids. And we had explained to her, if you ain't here and we become their guardians, understand that they're going to get beat. So, uh, yes, I, so, so, I, I really believe that disciplining discipline has become a very serious issue uh, with with the raising of children now. And it is one of the fundamental uh, problems that we have with kids these days that they don't understand or believe. They don't fear their parents anymore. And that's that's a problem. And some people say you shouldn't fear your parents, but I feared mine. And that's, I, I, I give them total credit for saving my life. Because I was scared of my mom and my dad. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> I was scared of mine, too. No, no disrespect. But, but but let me ask. So, so Rob, let, let me say this. So, like I asked Pastor Johnston and Pastor Young, do you believe that Child Protective Services is that influential now to where parents are afraid to do it because of fear of what might happen? No, I think. Let me tell you how my mama used to tell my sister when she was beating my sister, because my sister tried to throw that uh, child protective services thing in there. My mother said, I know the number, I'll dial it for you. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it, it, that wasn't a big deal to my mother. She didn't fear child protective services at all. Um, no, I, you know, they, they kids throw that out there. I think television and a lot of people out there, there's been a... Uh, a Propagation. Kids believe in, you know, they hear all these people saying you should never get beat. Children shouldn't be beat. Oprah Winfrey be the first one on TV talking about, I can't believe you would beat your children. Please, I can't believe people don't beat their children. I see parents. I was in the mall the other day, and this kid told his mother the other day, we were standing there, me and Octave in the supermarket, and this kid told his mom, his mom said, don't do that. And the kid said, what you going to do? And I, I just stood there because I was waiting for the fruit to get thrown at his head because I had to see it happen. And and she didn't throw nothing, and she just smiled and laughed it off. And I was like, mm. if that had been my mom, I'd have been thrown through the oranges and tossed to the cookies. <laughs> and so I just don't understand this whole thing. But pa parents are really worried about, you know, I could get in trouble or anything like that. And my thing is this, you know, Child Protective Services, I agree. If you are abusing your child on a daily basis, you beat your children just on GP general principle, then you have a problem. But in the event of children acting out, talking back, uh, you know, um, doing things that they have no business doing, no, I totally believe you have every right to beat your child. Well, well, let me, so, so, so let me ask you this. So, And I'm asking all three of you now. Uh, are we saying then that the only way to maintain control of our kids is through, the, through, through having to beat them? Are you saying that, that that's the only way that we can... <clears throat> To make sure that they are obedient and do what we ask them to do. No, I'm saying if you beat your child now, 
you ain't got to beat them later because the memories of the beating <laughs> you You know, I could be in church, not sitting next to my mama in the balcony, and if we're cutting up back there, all it took was a look, and I would have a flashback from the previous beating, and I would cool out. So, no, if you beat your child now, and when I say beat, I ain't trying to tell you, you know, your child shouldn't go in looking like they've been through 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. Mm. I'm saying that you need to discipline them so that they understand no means no. When right is wrong, when you've done something egregious, yes, there is a consequence. And that's the problem. Kids don't feel those consequences now. They feel like they can do anything. So now they're doing drugs. They're doing all this other stuff because they feel like there's no consequences for bad behavior. But there are. So when they get arrested, they'd be the first one sitting there going, I can't believe I'm going to jail. Well, you, you see, they've never felt consequences. That's the problem. Okay. What do y'all think about that, Passes? All I can say is amen. Okay. Pass it, yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, like Rob was saying, I think we have to understand that our kids are making an assessment about life now, and that is that in this bag of, of, of progressive disciplinary uh, consequences, one of them is getting beat down. <laughs> but what's happening, though, really is that I believe that for the most part, uh, the the consensus from uh, you know the uh, the powers that be are that timeout is the thing to do. Mm-hmm. But really, uh, an adult version of timeout is jail. That's what it is. You know, you you put them in a room; they can't come out until you say they can come out. You know, that's timeout. You know, and so really, when they grow up, uh, they're gonna wind up in timeout. You know, uh, if if we don't make them understand early that the reason that we're doing this is because we love you, um, and and like you know, like the Bible says, you. Spare the rod, you spoil the child. Spoil the child. Right, amen. Rob, we almost uh, we got to run, man. We got some callers calling in, man. Thank you for calling in, Rob. Well, hold on. Let me just say one more thing. Okay. Timeout. That's the. I, I think that is the worst thing ever. You know, people putting their children. Time. You can't do timeout. Timeout was different back in the day when you was put in your room and there was nothing in there for you to do. Mm-hmm. Now, timeout means I can go in my room. I can text. I can play games on my phone. I can play with PlayStation. I can play TV, watch, get on the Internet. There's a hundred million different things kids can do in timeout now, so it's no longer a timeout. And, see, that's the problem with timeout. It doesn't work because kids don't see the consequences. You put me in my room, oh, well, that gives me an excuse to go play my PlayStation, my Wii now, or whatever else they've got out there. Timeout doesn't work in that aspect or in that capacity any longer, and I totally agree, Pastor Young. Timeout is, I don't know what, what folks are thinking about on timeout. My timeout was a good slap upside the head and, <laughs> and sit in the back and cry, and cry as hard as you can. And my mother could, I don't know how she, but she could turn a deaf ear to it. And she would still be yelling and screaming at me after I got popped in the head. So, you know, parents have to realize, you know what, you got to take back the streets, you got to take back your family, you got to take back your kids, and they need to understand that what you say goes, not what they say goes, because too many parents are being run by their kids and not enough uh, uh, kids are being run by their parents. Thanks, Rob. We got uh, CPS on line one, man. Yeah, right. Before, my mother threatened me with knives, chicken, and everything else. I, I never forget the day she threw a frozen steak at my head. I, I realized yeah, you, you, hey, I Rob, must be doing something wrong. You still got some flashbacks. We, there is therapy for that. Thanks, man. We'll, give, we'll talk to you later, man. Later. Uh, but look, let me ask you this. But I mean, is is that the only thing? What about parents that want to just show their love for their kids by buying them everything? How, how come we're not talking about that aspect of parenting? Mm-hmm. 
where, you know, people are trying to show love through how many uh, things you have in the room or all these other things and you're having these elaborate, you know, the show on MTV and, be, you know, the Sweet 16 party and all this other crazy. Nobody's talking about that. How, mm-hmm. come, how come we're just talking about the discipline side? But are we setting the right example as parents in raising our kids? You know, um, let, let's talk about that aspect of it. You know, do you see parents that try to buy, you know, three years old, got Jordans on? Well, <laughs> I mean, help me out here. I mean, you're spending all of this money, and you have to work to spend all of this money. And then that means if you're working all of these hours so that they can have these things, they don't have you. They have these things. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that takes away from effective parenting. What do you all think about that? You know, I I talk a lot to our people about the difference between understanding what you paid for something and what it costs to get it. You know, because I think that our kids are growing up, uh, the ones that uh, have just been lavished with these gifts that you describe, even if we could afford to do it, we shouldn't because they will they might understand what you paid for it and go brag about, you know, how much uh, my mama or my daddy paid for these shoes. But they don't understand the cost, the sacrifice that you had to make to produce that money so that you could buy those things. And so I'm a I'm a big proponent of making sure that our uh, children uh, today, not just in our families, but in our church homes as pastors, I think we have that that obligation to make our people understand the cost, the sacrifice that's necessary uh, for even for, let's say, for example, mothers that stayed at home uh, uh, and the fathers were out working, in some cases vice versa. But even though you're uh, making a sacrifice, uh, that, that, that sacrifice that the mother make or the father that stayed at home made is every bit as important as the one that's out there paying the cost to produce the money. So I think that when our children grow up and they receive all these things without having to give up something to, uh, to earn it, and it doesn't have to be monetary, but I want to see some good grades. I want to see some clean rooms. You know, I want to see something that shows me that you understand that it you have to give up something. There's a cost associated with getting this. And I agree to that because I think what, what is happening is when we lavish our children and they have no real understanding, then they enter into a world that's basically fantasy. Right. So now when I get older and I'm looking for somebody, I'm expecting them to do all of these things for me in an unrealistic way. And, and I can't understand why somebody wouldn't be doing all of these things. And now I'm wondering why, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, what I need or I haven't had the time to, like you said, to develop the necessary things to earn these types of things. And I think that can be just as detrimental as not disciplining our children because we set our children up for failure. When, when we, you know, I'm not saying don't buy. But at the same time, put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we don't do that for the sake of right. we want our kid to look good and wear uh, the Sean John and the polo, uh, you know, and like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But are you pouring into them the values and, and the things that says even if you don't wear these things, you're still of worth. You're still of a great price. God still loves you. I wonder if we're, we're, we're painting the whole picture. Sometimes I don't think that we are painting the whole picture. And a lot of times as parents, we often have this idea, well, I'm not going to treat my kids the way that I was treated. Right. Or I'm not going to do for my kids what, was, what happened to me. And we miss the fact that we developed a strong value system. And we understood how to live by discipline and live by responsibility. And not everything is necessary, although you could do it, but is it needed, like Pastor Young said. And so, and live within your means. Living, that's right. exactly where I was going, learning to live, we live within our means.
means we don't live by any kind of standards of discipline anymore uh, where we look at what is responsibility and what is what should we be doing with our resources and money. Absolutely. And passing this on to our children. So. And, and you can make the case that we've said this many times on this show, never in the, in the history of our country has African-Americans made more money as a whole mm-hmm. than we have today. Mm-hmm. Right. Collectively. But look at our kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> collectively. Yes, now, now yes. that's not all bad. We don't have all bad kids. Let me say that. But collectively, there's something wrong if we're saying we're making more money than ever before, but our kids are more bug wild than they've ever been. <laughs> ever ever be been before. Oh, yeah. what, what does that say? What, what, should we, what should our position be? You know, I'm going to ask you as pastors, you know, when we... We share and we talk about these types of things. Should we be talking about these types of things? Absolutely. From the pulpit. I say every week. You know, the thing that's interesting to me is, and y'all have heard this, all of y'all I'm sure have heard this, how, you know, preacher's kids have a reputation. Come on, come on. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, the preacher's kids. Lord have mercy. They're normally the wildest ones. And Mm. so, you know, I really believe that, you know, what we have to do uh, in terms of trying to lead by example is to make sure that we treat our our children uh, just like we would someone that is trying to uh, understand who Christ is. Uh, in other words, we have to um, uh, minister the gospel just like we would somebody outside of our family that doesn't know Jesus. But for some reason, because we want to look good, you know, and that's typically what happens, not just with preachers, but with parents. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like a badge of honor if our kids are, are wearing the nicest clothes and, and you know, and, and looking all good and this, that, or the other, and wearing the finest uh, uh, shoes and all that, because mm-hmm. that says you're a good parent to this society. Um, uh, but for me, you know, to see a, a child that's five years old sitting there staring straight ahead all through service and not doing nothing, I'm thinking something might be wrong with that child. <laughs> you know, <Right>. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because a five-year-old, we got to minister to a five-year-old and a seven-year-old like a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Exactly. There are some things that they're going to do that's inherent to their age group. And then, like, you know, when you got people that are in, in, in college and those kinds of things, you know, they, 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 they're college uh, uh, people. and they're so we got 40. That's right. You know, so we've got to minister to them where we were. Some of us were because I don't. I, don't, I think Swan was cool when he was at HU all the way through. Yeah, I mean he just oh, do you he, he never got buck wild. No, but no man, <laughs> <laughs> no man. Leave that alone. Yeah, leave, leave that alone. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So yeah. So the 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 point is, I think, is that we have to make sure that we minister to our children where they are, and it's not like like it's it's not all discipline, but there is some positive reinforcement as well. But we just have to have balance as pastors and and as parents uh and i believe that sometimes we lose sight of that uh mm-hmm. and and just throw another shout out to my mom my mom beat me all the time that was the first the first option and the last you know <laughs> but i turned out all right yeah back. you turned out Flashback. all right <laughs> you turned out all right so so we do want to hear from you 727-5407-727-5711 talking in in honor of mother's day parenting how has it changed evolved over the years we've talked about discipline we've also talked about you know, how do we, you know, buy things for our children, you know, in honor of love? Is is that the best way to show love is through gifts or is it maybe another means? And, and you know, that's something to consider. One thing that we have not considered, and we'll look at it now, is that uh, on the African-American Healthy Marriage Initiative website, it says, while the overall rate for single parents in households in America has increased for all children, it is especially alarming among African-Americans. Between 1960 and 1995, 
the number of African-American children living with two married parents dropped from 75% to 33%. At this moment, 69% of all African-American births are to single mothers as compared to 33% nationally. So we are more than double in our African-American community the national average of our children being born in a single-parent household. Do you think that, or it does, how much of it, how much impact do you think that has on our children and parents, you know, and just their ability to parent with all of the other responsibilities of, of what, you know, a single parent must do? Um, you know, I'm a product of a single parent home, um, uh, Pastor Swan and, and Pastor Johnson. And one of the things that I become very sensitive about is that, you know, I know that there are um, there's a knee jerk reaction a lot of times with with uh uh, single mothers, for example, right. um, because in my specific example, you know, it was a single mother, and I know uh, no disrespect to the single fathers out there, but in honor of Mother's Day, you know, I want to just make sure that we give a shout-out to the single mothers out there that are scraping and clawing yes. for every inch of ground and every inch of progress that they make Absolutely. to produce something that can impact society. Um, and so, you know, for every uh, for every heart that God has given me the ability to touch, uh, my mother was the vessel that he used to inspire me to do that. And so 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 I guess my point is is that you know I believe that you know the greater uh the greater percentage of the children that we are interacting with uh the church in a in an ideal world would become that missing link for whatever um, uh, element of the family unit is missing, uh, whether it be the father missing, the mother missing, uh, or, or, or the friend or whatever, um, we have a responsibility as a church uh, to, to fill that void. And I agree, but that's what we see happening, you know, with the breakdown in the community is also happening the breakdown in the church, mm-hmm. where now it, it's no longer my neighbor. Uh, looking after my child is, is, you know, don't mess with my child. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's taking place in the church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, parents cannot be everywhere and right. see everything. My parents certainly could not. I know I cannot. But we, we have to get back, as you said, to making sure that, uh, you know, everybody has some level of responsibility in, in raising our children. And so I think we have a caller on the air. Let's see if the caller is there. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? You're no longer with us. So uh, let's get back to this statistic then. You know, once again, how, I mean, how do we, I mean, what, what kind of impact do you think th- this has had? I mean, you, you have 75, excuse me, it went from 75% to 33% mm-hmm. in, in about a 35-year period. Mm-hmm. One-third of all African-American children in, in this category mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. were in a two-parent married household. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Johnson, you know, when, when those people come to our, you know, our church and, and you have children there that are being raised by a mother and maybe not their father, maybe by a stepfather, maybe by a boyfriend or whatever the case might be, how do you think that impacts uh, our children and parenting in general? It, it tremendously impacts our children. Uh, I strongly believe in the two-parent family. Um, strongly believe in that. I also agree with Pastor Young that as a church, we've got to kind of step in uh, as far as the men within the church to be these role models and mentors um, and develop both children, male and female, when they're in a consistent, godly, mentoring man in a child's life. Um, and let me, let, me, let me stop there because, you know, I, I mentioned this Sunday. I think the hardest part with that, 
is we're asking sometimes older men mm-hmm. to do something that they didn't get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so how can we expect them to be uh, involved when maybe they didn't get it when they were growing up? And now we're asking them to do something that they have no real knowledge of trying to do. I think that what we have to do is, is give men overall a biblical standard of how to father and how to mentor and how to be a, a model and an example for someone else. And we use Jesus as that model. Not not that we all can be Jesus tomorrow, right. uh, but there's a process whereby which we understand how to live responsibly, how to work responsibly, how to be disciplined, how to love, how to care, how to have concern, how to give empathy, how to do all of those things that are necessary and helping rear a child. And I encourage the men in our church all the time. I tell, I tell them all the time, we're going to be a church that's going to be 50% male on our way there. But we're going to be involved in the lives of these children who do not have fathers and consistent men in their houses. It's one thing to have a man in the house. It's another thing to have a man of God in the house. Absolutely. That's a totally different thing. And, and, and there's so, going to be an example set either way. Either way. Either it's going to be positive or, or negative. it's going to be negative. Right. But there will be an example set. Right, right. And, and as you said, Pastor Young, hopefully the church is the place where whatever example you're seeing at home can be corrected. Mm-hmm. In the house of God. Right. And and like you said earlier, you know, when men are asked to do something uh, that they didn't necessarily receive or they didn't have a frame of reference at home, and that's actually precisely uh, the position that I personally find myself in, mm-hmm. mentoring uh, men and, 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 and young boys uh, uh, on, on what it means to be a father. And, you know, I never had my father there. My father uh, passed away when my mom was two months pregnant with me. Uh, uh, and so I guess the point that I'm making is, is like Pastor uh, Johnson just mentioned, you know, uh, we, we have the role model, the, the perfect role model to, to emulate in, in our Heavenly Father. And so to become a spiritual father in some ways sort of sensitized me uh, and made me even more aggressive about studying that role and producing fruit uh, uh, that, that uh, people could use uh, as a father. Uh, as a father of of uh, two young people, I I'm excited about the fact that we've got young people all over the place now that have examples that they can look to and relate to. Yeah, and that's important. You have to have that positive example with us. And and I wanted to get we're almost out of time, but I, I did say earlier in the show I wanted to get Miss Lauren, who's been with us. She's been quietly working behind the scenes to help our show today and i want to thank her on the air for coming in and helping us out she's a student here at hampton university uh, from atlanta she'll be leaving on friday going home man isn't college life wonderful man you, you go home in may you don't go back to school till september lord have mercy can i go back to school <laughs> but but lauren you've been hearing the show and so you know uh what what do you think um, being a being a young person, what do you think about parenting today? Uh, some of the things that you've heard, uh, do you think it's discipline? Do you think parents spoil their children too much? Do you think single parents, you know, what, what's your take? Well, I feel like a lot of parents, like you said, they want to be their children's friend. And you have to have a balance because my mom, we're friends, but we were. she was also the disciplinarian. She was also the person that got me straight. And I feel like a lot of times when you're trying to be your pers- your child's friend, you're not building that respect. They don't have respect for you as a parent. They have y'all are friends. And I know with my mom, there's some stuff that I wouldn't do, wouldn't say, wouldn't even think of, like approaching my mom with because I have respect for her. So I guess that discipline kind of 
made me respect her. And so there's stuff that I'm not going to do because I know, okay, my mom wouldn't like that. Right. So let me not do that. So when, you, when you're walking down the aisle, you know, at Walmart, you're getting stuff, you know, and you see uh, some kids running down the aisle and, and mom is basically not doing anything or, or limited. She doesn't look like she's doing anything. Does that draw any type of reaction for you? What, what do you feel when you see things like that? Um, I, I mean, you have to discipline your kids because obviously, especially in public, my mom was real big on in public because kids think that, okay, well, you're not going to do anything because everybody's around. No, not my mom. She's going <laughs> to do something. And then you're going to get it worse when you get home. That's right. Wait till you get in the car. That's right. Wait till we get you home. But, um. See, that, that, that's the rule, number one, of parenting. However crazy you're going to get, I'm going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. And see, and see that way you understand that no matter what you do, I'm gonna always raise it one, oh, yeah. and, I, and I'll take it to a higher level. Massive retaliation. You got that right. So you gonna embarrass me? I'm gonna embarrass you. Right back. You got that right. And so, uh, yeah, we we thank you. So we got we got Kevin Anderson coming in. Come on, man. Look, this is an honor of Mother's Day. We need to get you on the air one time. Thank you, Lauren, for for offering your perspective. R- real quick, man. We are, we know that you coming in. The show got to end, but. Uh, what, what's your perspective on parenting today, man? You know, uh, do you see parenting, has it changed in your opinion from maybe how you were raised, maybe how you saw a previous generation before you? Yeah, man, kids got rights now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, and it's more mental. They they believe that they have rights. Yeah, they because, they, I mean, think about all y'all got friends who kid probably told them, if you do that to me, if you beat me, if you do this, I'm going to call CPS people on you. <laughs> they know. I mean, kids four, five years old know that. My kid knows. <laughs> it's all mental, man. A friend of mine, Bink, said something last summer, and I was like, "Yo, that's right." He was like, "You know, you can't hit, you can't beat your kids anymore. You can't really punish them." And you know, what I'm saying ways of old school that they did in the past. Right. He was like, "You need to get into your child's mind." And he was like, "By this, think about all y'all when y'all were young, and you were about to do something that was wrong." Right. What flashed across your mind? What your mom was gonna do to you? If right? that doesn't happen to your kid, you lost the race. So it's got to be the fear factor. That's what everybody says. I mean, but it, it's mental. You know what I'm saying? You got to explain to them why. It's just like using profanity, getting them to know why is you know disrespectful. It's, you know you you're not showing your full of capabilities of the English language right. when you use profanity. Showing them why. You gotta explain a little bit more. But then when they cross the line you got they got to You gotta be consequences. You gotta bring the hammer down. You gotta be consequences, man. Did you get for the record, did you get beat when you was Yeah. I'm still scared of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. She's seventy years old, man. I'm still she used to give me the look. Yeah, that look, man. Ooh. Mm, mm, mm. But though it's, it's it's some old school parents that's out here. That's, you know, you in the room with some, right? Yeah, 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 yeah you, you surrounded by some. And so, got to be like that. Yeah, we're, we're out of time. And uh, thank you for coming on. Lauren, thank you for being with us today. We wish you safe travel to uh, Atlanta for the summer. And uh, Pastor Young, Pastor Johnson, as always, thank you for being with us today. And to all the mothers that are out there, uh, we wish you a early happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you do. Because there's no love like a mama's love. I'm going to tell you that. And so we thank you so much for uh, all that you do in making us who we are, putting up with all of us, believing in us when nobody else does. We thank you for it all. So on behalf of everybody here in the studio, we thank you for listening to another edition of the Pastor Study. We'll be back next Tuesday with another show. Don't forget, uh, tonight, again, we're in revival at Ivy uh, Baptist Church. Uh, Pastor Jeffrey Reeves of Good Shepherd Baptist Church out of Petersburg, Virginia, is with us. He'll be with us tonight and tomorrow night. 
Service starts at 7 p.m. Until next Tuesday, thank you for listening and be a blessing to someone else. Take care.